Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is Friday, May 29th. The next time I talk to you, it will be April Fool's Day. It will be April 1st and Monday. So there we go. Spring has sprung, and here we are. So today we have questions. I have an anonymous question to start with, and it says, Nadia, in Origins of Truth and a few times on the show, you mentioned how we are gifting God by taking on the challenges here on earth. Lately for me, the challenges seem overwhelming as we are living in a society that doesn't seem to value truth. My question is, how do we continue to take on the challenges when there's lies, manipulation, and deceit abound? Are there people out there that really want to hear truth? I know it in my heart. I just really need you to speak on it. Thank you and love you. Comes up in my life and in my heart from time to time more or bigger than other times. And I couldn't figure out when I would think, you know, one thing would happen where there wasn't truth and the person or people or organization didn't want to hear the truth. And I would get so discouraged and wonder. And all I would see around me was the lack of truth. And I know that sounds very, very like, wow, that's all I can see. But for a while, that was it. And then I realized that those times now looking back where I was overwhelmed, I also could have switched or changed direction, but I didn't know it. Now, what does that look like? Depending on where the lack of truth is coming from, if it's from an organization or the world, because the world is so general, And in the world, there isn't only lack of truth. There's also truth. There isn't only people who don't care. There are people who do all of this time. Is the question of why do you see it that way? What in your life can you not control that that's all you see? And now we don't have balance between truth and not truth. Because... Just take, for example, I, I know when someone's lying because I've been taught to see what time went on and I got better at seeing the seeds of conflict, not waiting till it gets to be a problem, but the seeds of it, like, oh, that behavior is going to lead to this, that's going to lead to this. Instead of just jumping in and trusting, once I started to allow trust to be earned before I made decisions in certain situations or with certain people, I started believing that there was more truth in the world than there is in my mind. 
in my mind. It's a switch. And that's why when I hear non-truths now, I've become so sensitive to the fact that truth is not being spoken that I almost like, I don't even know how to say it. Like I repel. I just go like, oh, get me out of here. And I get myself out of there. Not because I can't handle it. Because I already could see where it's going. And anything we already know, we don't need to learn. So your brain becomes very efficient and you pull yourself away. When there are a lot of lies around you and manipulation and deceit, that's a lot. God, we aren't gifting alone God when we face challenges because we have to gift ourselves to be able to share that because we can't give what we don't have. But those times of those feelings when I was overwhelmed and I look back in life, I see how much I was learning even while I was like, wow, that really, or you watch the news and you're like, wow, we're not only dealing with corruption right now and the people who are telling the truth look like they're the liars and the people who aren't telling the truth look like they're the thing and you're and you don't know which is which and you don't know which side is which you really can't tell and and I've had these conversations in the past week about there's corruption on top of the corruption like we can't even get through the layers of corruption. And, and I'm saying this for both sides of the fence. I am not just talking about one political party or one group of people. Or I'm saying flat out that's what's going on. And okay. But the fact that we can see that energy, we don't have to participate when lies, manipulation, and deceit are there especially when it isn't ours to participate in. If it exists in our lives, we start to see the people, not who really want the truth or not, because that's not for us to decide, but the people who already decided to live in truth would be your tribe, would be the people you want to be around. People who say, hey, you know what, I I really do want a simple life. But we have to ask ourselves what we want to surround ourselves with. Because sometimes the challenges we get, if they're part of our growth, like let's say you want to write a book, or let's say you want to move, or let's say you have a teenager who's you know, pulling their stunts. Or let's say you have a teenager who's really hurting and you want to work with them. Those aren't challenges based on truth or not. Those are goal-orientated challenges. But when we start talking about lie, manipulation, and deceit, you can go back any time in our history, and that always existed, There's books written about some of the biggest things that have happened. But in truth, 
in those times in our history, there was also truth. And there were also people who, who want to be part of truth, whether they want to hear about it or not. It's, what are we going to tell people to believe? But people who are already living in truth would be the best fit for somebody who wants truth in their life. But if you want truth in your life and you're surrounded by people who don't care about it, then you have to make a decision of where you want to put your soul and have your soul interact with the world. Think about what kind of environment you want to participate in, what kind of environment you will thrive in. Because it already exists in our world. You just have to find it. I used to think many times, especially when I'd run into somebody that, you know, I, I can't even tell you the things I, I, I'd done or helped people with in these years where I even paid people's rent when my own rent wasn't paid because theirs was cheaper than mine. And I figured I could handle that and maybe I could find the money to take care of mine and and one time I, I didn't find the money for like four months and and I I paid the rent once I couldn't pay the rent anymore. I let them come and live with me and I took care of them and they said they'd be there for two weeks and they were there for six months and then the six months turned into you can't ask me to leave legally. And I thought maybe I can't but I can move and I moved. And then no matter what I've done for that person they never talked to me again. They unfriended me on Facebook. They did all this stuff. And I felt like that. So how do we continue to take on challenges when there's lies, manipulation, and deceit? But then something happened. Huge lesson. Huge lesson. About where to put my energy. And I also learned from that person that I couldn't change our world, my world, one person at a time when it came to my work. Because I didn't have the physical time to do so. Everybody benefits from our help if they're just plugging us in. And usually when we're dealing with lies and manipulation and deceit and we feel like it's everywhere, it truly is because that's all we can see. And we start to focus on it. And then every single day it starts to reinforce to us that it exists. Look, this happened and this happened. And, you know, I'm not kidding. It's, it keeps happening. Everywhere I go, it's happening. It's got to happen, whether you pay attention to it or not, whether you engage in it or not, whether you participate in it or not. So part of the challenges that we are gifted are to show us that. We cannot, cannot take on everybody. We cannot do a broad-based 
brush of everybody's doing this because that's actually not true. And when you start walking into a world and deciding what in that world you would like to participate in, the quiet people, the happy people, the ones who kind of get it and are doing what they desire most in life, you'll find. The reason they're harder harder to find is because they're quieter. They don't need to prove that they're not lying. They don't need to prove that they're not manipulating anyone. They don't need to prove that what they're doing is on the up and up because this is a way bigger picture scope that I just want to put out there is that there's different realities in life. You know, we say, oh, there's different planes and we're going to go here and we're going to go there. Forget that. That's going on on earth. You can go to another country. It's a completely different reality. You can go to another culture. It's a completely different reality. They live by a different subset of rules, a different subset of what's good and bad, a different subset of what everyone can do and can't do. And everybody has their their school of rules and they follow it. They eat differently. They dress differently. They entertain differently. All of that. So you could already find different realities. But now that we are evolving to the levels that we are evolving, now we're also looking for emotional realities that we can fit in because we can feel energy differently. We can see energy differently. We are leaving the places that took a lot of our time. Now we have time to think. And now that we're thinking, we're saying, hey, we don't want to do this anymore and we don't want to do that anymore, but we want to keep this. And we start tailoring our lives to our needs. And so what happens is when you stop looking at lies, manipulation, and deceit to prove you are right, you won't see it anymore over time. And then when you do see it, I I put it back, and I know it's going to sound funny, to my Coke analogy. I loved Coke. I couldn't get over Coke. I couldn't stop drinking Coke, and I couldn't even have a meal without Coke. But then when I didn't have Coke for about a year, and I don't know why I would have tempted myself to try it again, but I was curious, and I was at a restaurant with friends, and they ordered a Coke, and I took a sip. (laughs) And it tasted like medicine, like cough medicine even, not just medicine. And it was regular Coke with the sugar. And I was like, holy cow, how did it not taste like that before? But in truth, I just didn't have it for so long that I couldn't even realize that there was something wrong with it. And so when I see something like this, I'm like, get away from it for a while. You'll see it a mile away and you will not participate. You will not invite it in. You will not accept it. It will just literally repel. It will like bounce off of you because your energy is going to be like, hey, wait a minute, red flag, red flag, red flag, get out of here. Go. We have that control. That's one of the best lessons of Origins of Truth, is it gave you every example of what the ego looks like, not because we're above the ego, because we didn't understand our egos. Once you understand the ego, you can work with it. It's 
the reason our egos go nuts is because we don't know what it's doing. We don't recognize. We are not aware. The ego is a teacher, not a destination, if you could just remember that. So if we're in this despairing mental state of mind, out of all the states of mind we can choose, choose operative words to live in, then make a different choice. And if you say, well, I can't, it's my mom or it's my sister or it's my son or my daughter, find a way to set boundaries. Reel yourself in. Understand the situation. Because I'm going to to the next question that I had that I just, sometimes I, 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 I don't even know what to say. Now I'm going to say it because this is about ego. No need, I, I put a status yesterday on Facebook and it said, no need to be scared of conflict. Conflicts grow our souls and restore our balance. All I meant by that was that when we have a conflict in our lives, whatever it is, we can't decide between two jobs. We are at odds with somebody because we don't understand each other, not because of anything else. We just, there's a conflict. We don't understand. I don't understand what they want. They don't understand what I want. And we need to talk it out. And when we do, we start to know who we are better, what we want in our lives better. And that's where we restore our balance. Conflict is not a negative thing. It's how we deal with it that might create butting heads or walking towards something we don't understand. We feel conflicted, conflict. So I get a question from Christopher Sedra, and he says, Nadia, I don't understand how conflict grows our souls. And at first I was like, how do you not understand how conflict grows our souls? If we go back in our lives and we see where we were conflicted, we had to get to know ourselves better to make a decision. Conflict comes into play when there is conflict in relationships, or control comes into play when there is conflict. Now, that's a complete assumption, and this is where Christopher and I just totally didn't, I did not understand. Because now I'm talking about conflict and I get control, which is a tangent conversation. It's another conversation. I wasn't having that conversation. I was having a different conversation. So again, like what was in the first question about, you know, how do you continue to take on challenges? Well, there was no lies, manipulation, or deceit, but there was misunderstanding. And I'll take misunderstanding conversations on, but if there's other stuff in it, I make choices to not do that. Because I don't want to play that game. But in here, in the mind of Christopher, he said he adds control. I said nothing about control. Control comes into play when there is conflict in a relationship. According to Christ, control is a symptom of ego and insecurity. Yes, of course. But I'm not talking about control. I am talking purely about conflict. So I write, nothing to do with control in this statement. Control is a different matter. That's what I said. So Christopher says, Nadia Khalil, I don't see control as different matter when it comes to conflict. Conflict arises when there is division, and division is a form of control which does which 
don't bring the unity between human beings. Are you deeply feel? Are you deeply feel it? Are you aware of this division between human beings? Of course, I am. I know. But part of our lives will always conc- will always include a sense of conflict in them. We are growing, feeling human beings. Sometimes that conflict is within you. Sometimes that conflict that you're talking about is you being conflicted between two decisions. I am only talking about conflict. If I have a conflict with someone else, that means that we are both probably wanting to get to the same destination, but we don't know how. You have one idea, I have another idea. So we are conflicted. I'm not saying problems and issues and all these other things. I'm just talking about pure confliction. We are conflicted. And so I had to say, I can't write all that out. I physically don't have the time. So I say about it on Friday's show. I get where you're coming from, but you're adding ingredients and creating an argument onto that ingredient. Conflict arises when there's a division, but sometimes the conflict itself isn't a division. You want to get somewhere, there are two different ways. Which road do you want to take? Do you want the scenic route or the right route or whatever it is? Because those conflicts help us define what we are looking for, what we want, why we want it, what our motivations are, what our intentions are. There isn't anybody on earth on the face of this earth that I have ever met that doesn't have some kind of ongoing or a conflict that kind of keeps resurfacing in life until they can hone their own soul into understanding who they are, that that conflict is resolved and another one shows up and, and feelings that you might not be comfortable with show up. But the way we deal with conflict individually shows up in our life of how to deal with it on a bigger scale with other people. Really think about that because conflict starts at home. How do we deal with our family members? How do we deal with ourselves? And then we take ourselves into a public forum. How do we deal with people at work? How do we deal with somebody who seats us at a table in a restaurant? Because that thread is how we deal with conflict. So people who are hot-headed and start screaming, the reason we all stop and pause and look at them and say, oh, my gosh, we know that this person doesn't deal with conflict well. Fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt come in when the ego is involved. And control is one of those that Christopher wrote about. But conflict is an, is an entirely different paradigm. There will always be conflict. It doesn't mean that one person is trying to control the other. It does mean is that we might have differing, differing opinions and how we deal with our opinions, how we deal with what we're looking for, how we deal with what we want is what comes up. I may have a conversation with my daughter and we might not be thinking 
the same thing about something, and we both want to solve the same problem. But the way she wants to solve it and the way I want to solve it might be different. And she may say, well, we have to do it this way. And I may say, but we have an alternative. Let's think about this because we have some time to think about it. And if we don't have time to think about it, one of the two of us has to say, you know, can you trust me in this time? I've been through this before. I have experience in this or whatever. We, and I didn't want to slap anything else on top of it because conflict is going to happen where control is a personality trait or a choice that somebody puts into their own lives and uses that to get what they want. But even the best of marriages may have conflicts come up. They don't look at it as scary. They look at it as restoring balance in their relationship. They know they're never going to break up over a conflict. It's not like, well, you know, if you don't do what I want, I'm gone. They don't threaten each other. They don't use all of those tools. And this came out of the relationship show where conflict, and I was talking about how a couple deals with conflict, how it helps them restore balance. Control is a symptom of ego and insecurity, but again, that's not what I was talking about. I think that we have an opportunity here to look at conflict in a healthier light because we will have it. We may even be conflicted as to how to do so much in a day, and then we have to reel ourselves in and say, okay, what are the three most important things I need to do today? Let me at least, at the very least, get that done. Let me at least, at the very least, try to make sure that the other things I'll pay attention to tomorrow. And, you know, work with yourself because the way you work will be the only way you will extend yourself to work with your children If you have fear of the worst, the worst is going to show up because whatever we fear, we need to learn and the lessons will come. So if you can take yourself in a conflicted situation to the worst case scenario, like, wow, if I'm scared of this, what is it that I'm really, really scared of? Well, you know what? I think things won't work out. So then you say, well, if they don't work out and I get the the worst outcome that I can think of, How will I deal with that? And then you start to deal with that. When you do that, you have taken your mind through the illusion of failure and faced it already before it happens. So now, in in a weird way, that failure doesn't actually need to happen because now you are no longer scared of it, whatever failure means to you. Doing that just by knowing how to deal with conflicted feelings within us, which gives us the template to do that with any other situation that comes up in our lives. So all I was trying to say to Christopher was, I'm not talking about control. That's an added ingredient, and it was put onto something I said that I wasn't actually saying. I can talk about control all day, but I wasn't talking about control there or the ego, or insecurity. I was talking about balancing and the other side of being able to deal with our issues because we're going to have issues. They are going to exist. We would be naive 
to say, I don't have issues in my life. I have all the answers. I know what I'm doing every single day. Because we are going to hit those spots and we need to have a way to walk ourselves through those things, thinking wise and physically and mentally. You guys, I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you for listening today. I will see you on April Fool's Day. I can't wait till Monday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.